0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I do the same thing over and over again. They say, what is the definition of insanity? We're just doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. However, for some reason, I always wait to the last minute to put this information out. So, those of you that are looking at me or on Facebook Live, yeah, I'm still trying to tag some groups and put the information out there. But the beauty of this show is if you are not available right now at 1130, you can always click on the link to listen to the show in demand at a later time. Or you can go to the website at Talk Radio, Pressure predicament to listen to this show as well as any of the other shows that have been um, pre-recorded. So especially if you want to share this information with individuals, because some individuals are finding it to be very helpful in understanding some things that's going on in their day-to-day lives, which is the reason why I take time out of my day and my schedule in order to provide information. Now, many of you know I am the host, Jeanette Abney a licensed American family therapist, as well as the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction and J.A. Precious, Inc., where I provide a variety of services. I work with individuals from all walks of life. Now, many individuals are understanding that therapy doesn't mean that there's always something wrong. It can also be to explore some inner, deep, personal stuff that may be going on with an individual as regards to their mental health as well as how they engage with relationships with other individuals, which brings us to the topic today. Now, today is Tuesday. On Tuesday is when I host the show, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings, as well as speaking with myself, a life and therapist. Now, today's topic is entitled Bitterness. Bitterness is one of those things that a lot of individuals may not even want to admit to being bitter, or where does it come from? I've heard statements and cliches of don't be bitter, be better, or people will say, well, I'm not mad, or people individuals will say, well, they're just hating on me, or whatever the case may be. But what I've learned and what I've experienced is that bitterness can turn into something or can turn somebody into something that they may not even recognize in regard to who they are or what they may actually be doing. Now, if you yourself, if you are holding on to some things with other individuals, family members, if you're angry with individuals, if you feel victimized by someone or you feel that someone has taken an interview, or whatever the case may be. This is a show that I am really hoping that may provide some insight into how you're actually feeling. It doesn't mean that your feelings may not be valid, or that you may not be justified to feel the way you feel. However, it's when you start acting it out. It's when you start holding on to it and bringing other individuals into it. That's where it becomes a problem. Now, bitterness can start off as hurt, for those of you that may not realize that, is you've been hurt. As a therapist, when I work with individuals that have experienced some type of trauma, some type of loss, or they're grieving, or they're dealing with depression, pain is pain. When we start talking about bitterness, bitterness is what's considered an emotional pain, where one may feel victimized, like Somebody did something to me. Someone took something from me. Someone is holding me back from something, and I'm bitter. I'm upset. Now, it can become chronic, and it can be a pervasive state of smothering resentment. And so when we talk about smothering resentment, sometimes individuals may not even realize that they feel in some kind of way about something until they either – under the influence of a controlled substance, because alcohol, I always say, a drunk speaks a sober mind. Trust and believe that. When an individual is under the influence of alcohol, they may say some things, stuff may come out that you didn't even know that they were even harboring or experiencing. So what happens, again, is the smothering resentment, can basically, it can turn into something else. Now, there's some components that involve this, but when we talk about bitterness, bitterness is one of the most toxic human emotions. Toxic. It will eat you up. Now, there's some things that I found out, and it talked about the anger, the unforgiveness, the hopelessness and the gossip meaning when you are bitter (laughs) you go go talk about folks you go slander people's names you go lie on folks and the sad part about it is some people really don't want to hear it they may not want to hurt the other person's feelings but they get tired of listening to it i was watching a show over the weekend and they were talking about the young lady's case that killed her husband in la jolla and um, it was the Broderick, the Betty Broderick's case. And when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, she was wrong for what she did. She was bitter. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was some emotional manipulation. I get all of this. Yeah, she was hurt, but her mouth was getting her in trouble. She portrayed a lot of bitterness, a lot of pain, a lot of even the gossip. And the gossip is what got her in trouble. The gossip is what I felt as I was watching the movie kind of led to her being sentenced to 32 years because she was running her mouth, saying things where people turned on her friends and family. And it was really, really sad. But see, but that's what bitterness will do to you because it is, there's certain symptoms that individual experience. And i talking about some of those symptoms, but one of them is a feeling that others have more than you. Now, what I'm going to say, is, you know, what this got to do with from the pulpit to the couch? Because we're going to be talking about what does the Bible say about bitterness? How can one overcome bitterness? How do we uproot the bitterness in your heart? You know, one of the things that I enjoy doing is listening to gospel music. And I, I love the song, "Created Me a Clean Heart, I Want to Be Right. So anything you see in me, take it out of me. Because holding on to that stuff, oh, my God. You know, I had a pastor, my pastor used to say, some individuals have been doing right, doing right. Now they got old, and they go bust the bottom out of hell because they hold it on to so much stuff. I used to hear individuals argue over, well, they stole my mama's property, or my sisters did this, or my cousin. And some of them individuals, I used to hear these stories as a kid, and some of these individuals are dead and gone. When some individuals held on to such bitterness, it could lead them to an early grave, and they may not even realize that they are feeling some kind of way or all of this stuff is going on. And then when it strikes, And people don't realize strife is dangerous because with strife, an individual can be bitter, an individual can be upset with you, an individual cannot like you, but they will be in your face like everything is going great, and the whole time they're out to destroy you and you don't even realize it. Now, not only is one of the symptoms is feeling that someone has more than you Another one is somebody owe you something. You owe me. You took this for me. But you got to give a choice of forgiveness that you don't even want to give yourself because you would rather be stuck in this, somebody's going to pay for my pain. But the sad part about it is the person that pays the most for the pain is themselves. Because like I said, there is a cause. And uprooting the bitterness in your heart, it definitely, it can be done. It's necessary to be done because if one don't do anything about it and if left unchecked, the wrath leads to angry outbursts, which can lead to slander. And then comes that stage. When the person's heart, attitude, and everything else can change and it can turn into malice towards another person. So with today, we're going to be talking about on the show, how do you ask God to give your bitter thoughts? Because it starts with a thought. It starts with the, you know, I believe that somebody did me wrong. I believe that Someone took something from me. I believe, and excuse me for looking down because I'm trying to tag individuals and put this information out. But individuals start believing these things, and what happens is they make it come true in their minds. And, you know, even as a therapist, when I hear individuals ruminating over something or what someone did to them or what someone took from them, I ask them, what can you do about it? If you can't do anything about it, how is this helping you? Do you see where you may be stuck in your life? And the person will say, well, I, want, I wonder if they're happy. Or are, they, are you happy? What are you doing to make yourself become a better person and not holding on to all of this stuff? Because it's like poison. It's a cancer. It's toxic. And no matter what another person do, it really ain't going to make you feel better until you change your attitude, until you change how you view and see the situation. And then at the end of the day, you wonder, is it worth it? (laughs) Is it worth it? I tell individuals, the one thing you don't want to do is mess with my food. Don't mess with my food. But by the same token, it ain't worth me being bitter over. It's not worth me holding on to grudges. It's not worth me resenting someone because they took my Twinkie. <laughs> and I'm laughing because you've got individuals that are not speaking to each other over something as simple as they took my Twinkie. <laughs> and hey, hey, Matt is all outdoors. Now, I'm going to be getting into some of the information. Like I said, I'm just trying to post and put the information out right now. So again, if individuals are not available to listen to the show right now and while it's live, that they have the ability to share this information with another person. And if you want to call in and you have something that you want to share, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because this bitterness we see it a lot in families and individuals. We say, well, I love my so-and-so. I love my, you know, you don't even know what love is because you cannot love and hate at the same time. How can you, even if you married to someone, they don't want to hear you talk about, I hate my brothers, I hate my sisters, or they did this to me, or, or even if it's someone that you're bitter with at work because, like I said, it can happen in, rela- in families. We see it a lot. It happens in the workplace very often. We have individuals that are very bitter with their superiors, their bosses, their coworkers. We have individuals that are, we see it in our community, our neighbors. There was a show that used to come on years ago, and it was about neighbors literally trying to kill each other. Arguing over bushes, property lines, who did what to their yard. And these individuals was holding on to so much bitterness, they wind up coming up in prison because they wind up trying to hurt another person over something like, the bushes are too high. I don't like you. I'm mad. Now, I've had some neighbors, and I call them the neighbors from hell. I've had neighbors that have poisoned my dog. I've had neighbors that have done some mean things. But the one thing I was not going to do was hold on to that bitterness and let it eat me up. I'll never forget when my dog was poisoned and I called my son and my son came to my home and my son looked at my temperament and said, Mom, you've changed. Because he knew that right there was the start that broke the camel's back. But well, what my neighbor didn't realize is I've experienced that before. I was 15 when my first dog was poisoned and I was highly upset and I didn't want to feel that pain again of having to walk outside and find that my neighbor had done something like that. But people do some mean and cruel things, but the one thing I realized is he's going to be held accountable for the fact that he killed a killed animal that could not protect themselves or defend themselves. He got to live with that. I'm going to move on. But sometimes you wonder, are you losing any sleep at night? Not for you. You cannot be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. So holding on to that stuff only eats you up. It's kind of like when they say you put the poison out there waiting on somebody else to die, but yet it kills you. Again, it's so not worth it. It's really not worth it. Now, I'm going to get into some information that I want to share. As I said, I'm still information I'm going to stop right now because so that's enough. Well, let me get some information that I want to share with you, the listeners, in regards to how you handle that. How do you work, cancel it? A lot you different things talk about bitterness? Meaning, could it be that you're the one that's holding to the bitterness? You're the one that's upset with someone else over something that you know, may or may not be relevant, or is someone bitter with you? Is someone upset with you about some things? So I want to first share with you. when We start talking about bitterness and just the pure definition in itself. And I found a whole lot of good information. It was, it was really interesting. I found some little not emojis, but it says bitterness, bitterness. Your choice. Your choice. Bitterness is its own prison because trust and believe. When you're bitter and you're holding on to it, it's like you're trapped emotionally. And that's why it is so toxic. I'm looking at something that says, warning, contains bitterness and resentment. Sometimes. I, I you know it's like having a flag or a, um, a sign over your head, and and it I like that one because what if you're in a relationship with someone, and they're bitter, and they're hurt, and they're angry, and all you do, all you can, all all, all the time, all their conversation is about who did something to them, who hurt them, who took something from them. You don't want to hear all of that. I'm looking at something else. Life can make you bitter or better. Choose better. Do better. I tell individuals the best revenge in life is success. When you have joy in your life and you found a sense of happiness in your life and you learn to forgive individuals, I tell individuals forgiveness is a choice. You may not always want to, but I will forgive you because I know you don't know no better. No, you don't have the skills. And I know. I don't want to hold on to that because one of my co-therapists, I call her my um, sister from another mother. She's always telling me, Jeanette, you know me a So I know what it's like to uh, experience that when you get so angry and so mad. It's not worth it. My ex-mother-in-law, she had a saying when I would get upset with individuals or I felt that someone betrayed me or wronged me because I was one as a kid. If I was your friend and I'm your right of die friend and you betray me, oh, we have problems. My ex-mother-in-law used to say, Jeanette, let them live. I said, but they did this and they did that. And da-da-da. she was like, mm-hmm, Jeanette, no. Because the longer they live, they ain't going to forget what they did because they see you that's gonna bother them. And when they see that you're doing well, it's going to bother them even more. And I did not realize that until now. And another thing I'm looking at something, it talks about that resentment. Resentment hurts you, not them. So when you resent someone and you're angry with someone, it hurts you. Now, got Joanne calling me. Yes, Ms. Joanne? You know I'm on air. No,
1: I don't
0: think you. You what? I I can't hear you.
1: I don't see
0: you. You don't see me on Facebook Live? I, it says I'm on live. I thought you were you could give your pre, you know,
1: show message. I can see that, but I don't see the live show.
0: Okay, I'm on. well I'm online right now and it's being live on my Facebook. So if you wanna call in you if you wanna call in on the show, you can call five six three eight seven one nine one four. 387 1914 And today's topic is bitterness.
1: Talk
0: is like I want to, it, but I want to hear it. And I can comment because I'm still working. But well, if you, if you want to hear it, see you got to remember I do the Facebook Live. But all you got to do is click on the link. If you click on the link, it's the- you
1: know I listen to every week, but I not see I just see your message. The first one where you enter'
0: your upcoming show. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I have no idea. I got to do better with my technology stuff, but um, yeah, I'm looking at it and it's staying live right here on my iPad and um as far as Facebook, it's staying live. But I don't I don't you know I don't know. So but if you want to listen to the show, you can still go on the link where it is attached to the thing. And if you click on that, that's gonna take you to listen to the show too. So you don't have to you won't be able to talk but you can still listen to it. But any, do you have any questions, anything you want to share? Because I used to tell you, but people can hear you right now because you're on. But anything you want to question, share in regards to bitterness?
1: It's a great topic because, you know, bitterness, um, some people don't even realize they're bitter mm-hmm. um, because it runs so deep. Um, they label it as, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. So I've learned that people who usually say that, I think that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that anybody can change. Mm-hmm. If um, and if they if they don't think their actions is a problem or how it's affecting other people is an issue, they, they usually say, that's just the way I am. Or I know this is from the, the couch to the pool pit, from the pool pit to the couch mm-hmm. day. And I know that, biblically speaking, they
0: always use that scripture. Uh oh, it hung up, Joanne. I don't know why I didn't want you to finish. we go. Uh, you go this one, girl. You know what? I guess the devil is busy because when you finished, you said scripture. He just hung you up. I said, oh no, she's gonna finish this one. <laughs> I said, you know
1: that favorite scripture that everyone misquotes is judge not lest you be judged but they use that one uh to excuse their actions or the Mm -hmm. way they are don't judge me Mm -hmm. no i'm not i mean you're displaying these actions that's what i'm judging and if you are a christian you actually are supposed to judge another christian
0: and when you when you um, you look
1: look at a walk you look at their fruit you are that's what you're doing. So you're showing me who you are mm-hmm. and I your actions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and you go to another Christian, Christian, and Christian. I always ask people, oh, you're a believer? Yes, they are. Then they will be able to see what you're going to with them. It's all about how you go to a person. You're not coming to them to judge. Like if I saw you doing, I'd be like, you know, I already know you. So I'd be like, you what are you doing? You're kind of off today. It's something's wrong with it? That's how I do it with you. Someone I don't know, if they allow me, mm-hmm. you know, I approach that differently, asking them first, you know, oh, you're a believer. You know, you have to be moved by the Lord mm-hmm. to speak with someone as well. You know, you don't just go jumping in people's business and beating them mm-hmm. over the head, and, you know, with the word, That's not how you do it. That's why so many people run from church, I believe, and
0: Correct.
1: don't want to be involved because of, um Fake Christians, Chris, hypocrites, whatever they call them. Oh, I like that. Right?
0: You know, we need to do a show about fake Christians or being a Christian when you when it's convenient. You know, yes. what the thing is, when we yes. start talking about that is it's the hurt. Even as a therapist, I don't get yes. straight at the pain. Yes. I want to know, first of all, who hurt you. So they you can, can tell, tell me who yes. hurt you. Yes. Then tell me how they hurt you. You know, because some things, and I'm not saying that you have to continue to be victimized or let people continue to hurt you, but Mm. what I'm saying is don't hurt yourself. Now, I want to share some things, Joanne, and it talks about how to stop it and live a happier life. So some people, even as therapists, I hear people say, well, I want to be happy. And my response would be, well, why aren't you happy? Why are you not happy? Well, because they did this to me. That happened 20, 30 years ago. Exactly.
1: That's what I, That's my next question. Well, when did it happen? Mm-hmm. You know, today, today, well, that was 30, 40 years old. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> Girl, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, these are signs, and it talks about you think you deserve more than what you have in life and love. So you think that, but you can also get okay. it if you want it. You, right. Okay, that's one sign that you're bitter. Another one, uh-huh. you don't feel satisfied with your present achievement. See, uh-huh. when, you, that's what I'm saying, when you're when in a relationship with someone and they're bitter or angry with someone, especially in families, uh-huh. no matter what they got going on, they so busy peeking at the other person and the other person got, they mad. When yeah, you they get can't happy, what's you. not going on. hmm I tell people in a heartbeat, give me an opportunity. Don't give me no handout. Because if you give me a hand, you can take it back. But if I have an opportunity to obtain something, just give me a chance. Just give me an opportunity. Okay. So another one is you think everyone is out to get you. When the person is bitter, they think the whole world is against them. And you don't appreciate how good other people treat you. So That's when a person right. is bitter and angry and scorned and wounded, no matter how nice, how kind, you give them a compliment, they always have something negative to say. And it goes because back to attitude. attitude. Yes, because it's the root, Annette. It is? This is
1: bitterness is destructive. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual
0: cancer. And mm-hmm. left unattended, it will destroy. Another thing is that you don't acknowledge other people's skills. No matter what another person do, you sit there and you know, all right, this pastor, Mr. Uh, watermelon, oh she thinks she all that. Oh she <laughs> Why you got to <laughs> you know? And another one is it's hard for you to congratulate your friends on their success. Well oh person boy. and you know you know who's coming to my head on this one, but yes. I don't even want to go there. But you see it a lot even in the church.
1: It yes. is so sad. And know people don't We always say it's in the church, but the the church, of course, is the people. It's the people of the church. We, we meet in this building, and so in that building, all these people congregate. Mm-hmm. And just, I always remind people, it, it's people. Yeah. Everywhere you go, there's going to be people, and everybody there is not whole. Everybody there has something going on. So don't always say, oh, them church folks, mm -hmm. but that's what we do. We label people, and when you break it down, you have to break it apart Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. people to understand. That's usually the first thing I do. I'd be asking, what do you mean by church people? Mm -hmm. You know, if they're understanding. Mm -hmm.
0: It's 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 a place of fellowship. It's where people go to fellowship together. And, you know, and then you're always going to find broken individuals. Individuals gone through some things, been through some things, but how did you come out of it? Now, yes. when you start talking about, and, and I'm looking at something that says, what does the Bible say about bitterness? And in Hebrews 12:14 through 15, uh, that's it goes to see to it that no one fails or, or fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. Uh, and by uh-huh. any defiled bitterness. It's toxic. It is toxic. It, it, and it's
1: hard. You know, most people, well, I was talking with someone earlier about work. We we're talking about work issues, and she was saying she had a lazy team. Uh-huh. The work is not hard. They're uh-huh. lazy to be a problem. You have to do the work, uh-huh. and other people, in my opinion, don't want to do the work.
0: Yeah.
1: The nephew that's—it's always oh, I'm this. I'm having a bad day. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, why are you having a bad day? Well, it's my baby mama. It's my, <laughs> it's like him. Ooh, that one are, right there, that baby mama thing. It's right. like, oh, I don't want to deal
0: with that one. No, yeah. I'm looking at
1: something. So, you having a bad day, change your day. Change mm-hmm. your thinking. Do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, get up and apply. Mm-hmm. Life. Do something. Don't just do sit there and, and allow the day to, your day to be ruined.
0: Correct. You have a oh, you have a choice. Now I'm looking at something else, and it talks about the root of bitterness is by like any other root. It grows from something. It's anchored. I, I, so call a
1: work from a call work call. Talk so to call back in in a minute. No problem.
0: Okay, give me a call. Bye bye. Okay, so when you talk about the root and the root cause, is it, it's anchored us uh, or tied to a negative situation? It is generated in the first place. We cannot move on and cannot free ourselves and to all intent. When we start talking about that, that root, that negativity. You know, we, you really want to do something about it. Now, Joanna, for me, that you can't be on Facebook, I don't know. Let me go into this, and I want to see if it's showing me live on Facebook. She, she may be right. So this is what I'm going to do. I am going to go off and finish that because for some reason, she's telling me that, oh, but it was telling me that I was on, and I'm going to just log back on and see if that will help because I pressed the live, so I'm doing it again. Now my phone won't ring. Okay, you guys. I've been on the show. At least I thought it was a show. I thought it was live. I was told that I wasn't showing up online. So hopefully, you guys can get the information now. It does look a little bit different. Talking about today's show. The t- today's show is entitled "Titled Bitterness," and we're talking about even though individuals have either been on, receiving, in, or they are experiencing it themselves in regards to how bitterness plays a role in your life. Now, I'm almost halfway through the show, so i got to go back and see if the first half was on Facebook because it was showing that it was, but then I was told that it wasn't showing that I was live, but it was telling me I was, I don't know. And if you want to call in on a conversation and join in on a conversation, I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want to hear what you have to say as it relates to this. Because bitterness starts off, like I said, it's hurt, it's an emotional pain. One may feel victimized by another, like someone did something to them. If checked, left unchecked, it can turn into a chronic and pervasive state of smothering. We're talking about not only smothering resentment and having that resentment towards another person. Now. I want to share this information, and it talks about four signs of bitterness in your life and how to overcome them. Now. now, like I said, halfway through the show, bitterness starts out kind of be kind of small. It could be an offense, be smothered in our heart. We replay it over and over and over again in our minds. and it really comes out like I said earlier, when an individual is under the influence of a controlled substance. There's a saying a drug speaks a sober mind. So what happened is even though the offense may start off small and we it barrels its way into our heart, we replay it over and over again, and we retell our hearts. We start telling individuals, anybody that will listen, so-and-so did this to me, so and so took that from me, so-and-so was this, so-and-so was that. Okay, Joanne, thank you very much. What I did was I logged off and logged back on. So I don't know what happened. So what happens is when we start retelling our hurts and details to any available listeners, it doesn't mean that people really want to listen. So we hear the offending person's name, we cringe, right? Oh my God, here we go again with this story. And sometimes that story will be going on for years, year after year after year. Now, when we start talking about this and what this individual wanted us to know is, if we allow our lives to be rooted in bitterness of our lives will wither and die and kill you. You're holding on to something you've got to let go. Maya Angelou once said this about bitterness. Bitterness is like a cancer. It eats upon the host. That right there is the. Now, here are four signs that bitterness is in your life. Anger. Anger becomes dangerous. We find our identity in the people, person, and possessions we are passionate about, but the inability to let go of anger makes us bitter and patient with other people. we just angry. we just mad. How, how can you be in a healthy relationship with another person if you're constantly talking about your family members or your boss or your neighbors and nobody want to be dealing with that? And you know, even as a, when I see the word or hear the word anger, you put a D in front of them, and then you got danger. That's dangerous. The next part in regards to the four signs of bitterness in your life is unforgiveness. Some individuals choose to be bitter. They choose to stay bitter. They don't want to forgive. First, you got to forgive yourself. First, you got to think about the thought of the bitterness and why are you bitter and why are you upset about this. And sometimes the situation that you had no control over in the first place, and that person may not even have done anything to you, but you choose it and you want to find a reason to hate that person. Really? Part of it is you hate yourself. Now, forgiveness should be given for Christians because we have been forgiven. It is a continual process and does not always restore the trust. Now, if I if someone has wronged me or done something to me, I may not trust that person with certain things. doesn't mean I don't care your well being. But I'm choosing not to have you in my circle because I know I cannot trust you because you've got some stuff going on where you may be kind of messy. And I may not want that mess in my life. And for early on the show, my sister from another mother used to always say, Jeanette, we got no bail money. Well, the food. because people that know me know back in the day, I wasn't bitter, but if you did something to me, I'm going to get you back. But I had to learn to forgive individuals because I later learned that they didn't know no better. They don't know no better. That's all they know. So when we talk about forgiveness and the trust, we got to keep in mind that remembering it and feeling angry again is normal, but we got to find some kind of way to release that pain and do something about it. The third one is the hopelessness. As bitterness settles in your life, hope for the future will diminish. Unresolved anger and bitterness have the way of eroding even the most optimistic person, the most happiest person. As soon as you let that in, it go all bad. So what happens is the a toxic or a disease, it's most one of the most toxic emotions. It's like jealousy, hatred, disobedience, contempt, and even rage. All of that comes out. Now, someone's calling in. Let me log them onto the show. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predigments, Love Talk Radio. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Number, that's the number 9968. Hopefully you can hear me. You have any questions yes, or comments it. as it relates to today's show?
2: Yeah, the bitterness thing. I was thinking okay. about the bitterness Okay, they're part. not
0: saying anything. I don't know if it's the Internet going slow or what this is about. Hello? But hopefully you Hello? have something, Hello? a question that you want to share Hello? or you want to add. The next Hello? thing we start talking about is the fourth thing that they indicate in this article is the gossip. When an individual is experiencing bitterness, that hurt, that pain, the gossip the spreading of misinformation about uncertain facts about another person will indicate that root of bitterness. Now let me kinda of log this person back on. he got a question mark. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pray to Predicaments. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you? Can you hear me now? Number
0: last two number six eight. You call, Can you drop, hear me now? he's still on, but he's still on. So I'm not gonna worry about it. So the problem Hello? is it leads to, what happened is the other fact indicated the person, and we start talking about, oh, you said you could hear him. Hello? But he couldn't. Okay, I can't hear the caller that called in. Hello? And my, okay, can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Okay, let me take this out. Okay, caller that called in, you're still on the line. I'm being told that people can hear you, but I can't hear you.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I can I hear you that, now. Oh, you can hear me now?
0: I can hear you now. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. so I'm getting text messages and stuff is falling and dropping and, and all of that other stuff. So when we start talking about the gossip and the misinformation of uncertain facts, uh-huh. the root of it is it can slowly take over our heart. Now, Carla, what do you want to say about bitterness?
2: I just want to say, like, you know what I mean? It's like this. If you really want to know what I think about it, um, I get, I get bitter sometimes. I do. I get bitter sometimes. And even the bitterness springs into something else, which is what I wanted to mention. Uh, it springs up into like a hatred. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's the part of yourself that you end up projecting outwardly. And I wanted to stop that from happening. So what did I do? I didn't do nothing. I did nothing because love... Has a way of taking uh, my taking mind right and point. having it focused on things that are right and true so that I have understanding, and when I have understanding you don 't have no room for bitterness or hatred so i 'm thinking love takes care of business mm-hmm.
0: that 's
2: mm-hmm. what I think
0: and you know And love can, and a lot of times because we're talking about um, bitterness, and it starts out as hurt, meaning someone hurt me, someone victimized me, someone took something from me, someone has something that I don't have. And when individuals start feeling that kind of way, and they start smothering that resentment, you first have to identify it. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about overcoming bitterness, because part of the show is to teach individuals first to identify that there's a problem, recognize it, because they be willing to do something about it. You got to do the work
2: and you got to let some things go. It doesn't well, mean that the there's a, there is a process as you mentioned mm-hmm. there is a process to 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 uh to rehabilitation and 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 mm-hmm. there's an art There's an art form to it, and I think that's what you're leaning towards is the art form of it, you know. And how does that work, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, with my with my people that I I I interact with, and I don't get to pick when it happens because I just be myself all the time. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, an opportunity will present itself, and then I get to, I get I get like I get to roll the red carpet out to people because my heart is open to them, and now I just want to be the mirror. So they can come up close and take a look at themselves while the light's on. And when they see Uh themselves in love, when they see themselves in love, they can receive that love. Now, maybe this happens for five minutes. So I get five minutes with somebody and I just spend that five minutes the best way I know how. And that's not to be bitter, angry, or upset because of the things that people say. Because people are going to say things all the time, but we don't want to entertain that. Because if we ever did entertain those things, then we would find that they get a foothold in the way we talk and the way we do things and that's not going to work so we want we want to eliminate the problem before it becomes a problem so it takes somebody that's a troubleshooter somebody that's a, an emerging leader perhaps somebody that can take control and and let that energy uh entrain the other people to follow this direction that we're heading in
1: mm-hmm.
0: I like what you said about the energy because it is a negative toxic energy I like with regards to control because it can control you, it can mobilize you, it can handicap you, it can can cheer you up from inside to your behavior on the outside. And the thing is we got to be able to recognize when we're feeling some kind of way about something. Now, maybe you can already see the root of your bitterness in your life, but you must work to overcome that bitterness so that it does not overcome you. Now I have some information that I want to share with the listeners and it talks about overcoming the bitterness. This is really a choice. You have to choose to do it. If you want to wallow in, if you want to oh go with me and they did this to me and they did that to me, and it's not getting in you anywhere, it's like what is the benefit? And the thing is it's because it can be difficult for some individual to be actively engaged, but the problem is we have to relieve ourselves of these bitterness. So one of the key Bitterness is forgiveness. Now some individuals suffer, or I didn't say suffer, they struggle with that. Even though we say, oh, well, that sounds simple. So I'm just supposed to forgive them. I'm supposed to let them walk away with it. I'm supposed to. No, that's not what that's about. Recovery from deep-rooted intensiveness may be complex as the reasons for the bitterness may be also as simple as three spoken words. I forgive you. I don't know if I had to say that to my parents. I forgive you, because you don't know no better. Now, that set me free from a whole lot of anger. You know, I I tell individuals, I didn't realize for years when I was a kid growing up that I was angry. I thought I just liked to fight. I thought I just liked to, you know, torture people. But I was angry and didn't even realize it. I wasn't bitter, but I was angry. Now, Joanne just sent me a message saying, we forgive others for our own healing, not theirs. That is true. So when I had to say, I forgive you, it really wasn't about you. It was about separating myself from that because I'm going to set myself free. So then how do you move on? Here's what they say in regards to step number one. Give God your hurt. Give it to somebody else. Don't give it to your friends. Don't give it to your neighbors. Don't give it to social media. Don't give it to uh, sometimes your pastor. Give it to God. When you're hurting and you can't seem to forgive someone that hurt you, you can That's stop supporting them and relieving the pain. Instead, picture yourself handing them over to God. God, takes this. I can't do nothing with this. This is eating me up. It is tearing me up. I'm sick. I can't eat. I can't sleep. And then you're about other people's happiness. I'm drinking. I'm using drugs. These are some of the things that individuals do to self-medicate or they go to therapy. And I tell people, they'll tell me, I'll say, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, that's why I came to you. What am I supposed to do about it? I just don't know what So the problem is a lot of times those individuals get comfortable with it. So take it to God. When you give God your hurt and you face the pain you've caused yourself you are a step closer to forgiveness. Another thing that they talk about way busy is ask God to help you. If you're stuck, ask God to help you. So what do you have to say about that way busy in regards to asking God to help you? Because some people say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe. Yeah. But you right here, what you doing ain't working. Well. And somebody said, or they past the blame?" that is true well, they will put pro- project the blame or become defensive so we're busy what about asking god to help you
2: look look i got i got some i got some i got some i got some solutions okay you know um feelings are very important you understand that right so and sometimes we don't even know what sometimes we just act like we don't know what we believe you know what i mean mm-hmm. because our actions because our actions they prove that we don't know diddly diddly about diddly
0: our actions do
2: but let's just say let's just say that we were acting like that diddly diddly right but we really do know we really do know we really do know and understand but how did you get to diddly diddly and i was thinking Mm -hmm. i was thinking about that how did you get from there to diddly diddly well that's because you listen to what man says instead of listening to what god says because when you are in a covenant relationship with god a covenant relationship with the spirit, you know the spirit, the one that came down in and, and, and the likeness of sinful flesh, that spirit, that's the one that's inside of you. That's the one that sits on the seat of who you are. So mm-hmm. now, you understand, now you understand that this has nothing to do with you. God sets you free because mm-hmm. you're in his love. And since you're walking in his love now, that would be the faith that God would give you, which is himself, and God sees himself. When he looks at you, he sees you beautiful, wonderful, and amazing, like himself, because when you have a baby right like mm-hmm. i have I had two babies, okay, and each one of my children, those are my babies. if they did the wrong thing, i don 't hate my baby. And see, just think about that, how, a, how, a, how earthly parents are with their children. Well, just think how moral God is. God doesn't have any problems. So he's like, he doesn't teach his children conflicting lessons like earthly parents do. So God is like number one. You know what I'm saying? And no matter how high I get, he'll always be number one, no matter what. Because when I had it up to here with all of their lies, I can count on God to tell me the truth. So I'm all for it, love.
1: hmm uh-huh.
0: I, yeah, and not-
2: I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think we need to stop in the name of love, and take a look around and see what's going on. And when you look around, God says, "Everything I made holy, unto myself, so that you can have this freedom." And there's nobody who can say anything about it because I'm giving you a free gift that keeps on giving. Oh, oh
0: come on, hey. Come mm-hmm. on Well, and and this is the thing with Vivi, too, is we talk about the levels and the magnitude of the hurt, because some hurt is is deep-rooted. I was just thinking, as you were speaking, talking about your children, and I was thinking about the lady in California that was on the freeway, and someone shot through her car and killed her six-year-old child, and the last words out of the baby's mouth was, Mommy, my stomach hurts, but yet he had been shot. And now they have finally arrested a male and a female, and that's something that you would maybe like. They took my baby. Yeah. How dare I them? Understand. And and the thing is, then they're showing pictures of the guy on Twitter where he's shooting a gun and and you know and and sometimes, but then the, the problem is when you hold on to the bitterness, it's hard oh. to heal. It's very hard to heal. Now I'm not saying that she shouldn't feel some kind of way because she's grieving. You know, okay, no, no, no didn't make it right to take away that that six-year-old child's life while he's on her way to, to either to pick him up to school, take him to school, whatever the case may be. you on the freeway. And then I saw even after that incident, there was something else on the 91 freeway towards Long Beach where another person was shot or a uh, bullet went in. The, there was a car scene. It was midnight. So I called my daughter. It was like, uh, okay, I'm I watching the news, 91 freeway, but I see this happen at midnight. Now that kind of stuff, I'm upset. Because who would do that? But to be bitter okay. about it, you want to try to make a difference. You want to try to do something different. Because why would a person see that gotta be painful or pain that a person is experiencing in order to inflict that onto someone else. Now the third right. thing that they talk about is write down what you've been forgiven for. See, sometimes it's hard for us to forgive a person, but we yeah. got to realize there are some things that we were forgiven for too. So to be in a place where you can forgive, it's helpful to remember why you forgive others. And in Ephesians 4, chapter 4, 32, God explains that you forgive because you've been forgiven. Does the other person deserve your forgiveness? Hmm. So not really for you to say. But he has you stand back through your memories of your own life and some of the things that you've done and god forgives you completely another oh thing like, i want you to stick on this sometimes we have all this bitterness we have to learn to forgive we gotta pray for whoever hurt you that could be hard yeah. that could be <laughs> real hard and when they say pray for those that rightfully use you but you uh-huh. got to be gentle with yourself and bear in mind, if you cannot pray for the person who hurt you, then you're not ready to forgive. You need to keep praying for God to prepare your heart. And you have to decide to forgive. Any questions in regards to that? Anything you want to share in regards to that? Because sometimes people struggle with that, and you don't have to forgive face-to-face. You really don't. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I got so much to say. I'm just overflowing this because I'd be knowing. And people know me, they're like, Dude, dude, slow down. I'm like, What do you mean slow down? I thought I was going slow and they're like, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like an old man with a cane, you know, like, Okay, everybody <laughs> Oh God, stop it. Okay, listen. <laughs> God's not going to stop. Okay, we're going to keep on going. That's because look at when when God blessed you, right? He blessed you in a special kind of way. It's a it's it's a, it's kind of a blessing like where God gave you a gift, right? And He says, I not only gave you the gift, I gave you me, <laughs> and that's so you can see it's just me, uh-huh. not nobody else but me, right? And you're like, God, 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 Abba, Abba, Father, because you're a baby, right? And when you're a baby, that doesn't make you bad. It makes you very good because God's very good to his children. Uh, God never
0: uh,
2: teaches his children a conflicting lesson. He doesn't do that to us. It's just that we are, what do we are? We're his children. And if you ever had a baby. You put all your love into your babies, but let's back it up a little bit further. Let's go back to the Navajo American uh, Indian women. And what they do is they, uh, when a young little lady is coming into age and then she becomes pregnant with child, right? All the women in the Mm tribe, all these women, young, old, whatever, they all pack up all their goodies All those little yummy yummies and everything they got, all the stuff, all the stuff that they have in their heart, which is a lot of love, right? And they pour all the love and the gifts into this little girl, like for like nine months or something or something. They do it for a long time, consistently, so that they believe they believe that when that baby is born, this woman is going to put all that love that every woman brought to her is going to be able to put that into that child. So I love the way the Navajo women think. Because I'm thinking that's the way it should be done. But gotcha. as you know, a lot of children today are bankrupt of love from one parent and sometimes both. And well,
0: the problem with that, what it is, is not only being bankrupt of love is sometimes children pick up bitterness and pick up some of these things from their parents and even the anger, their emotions, the state that they're living in. Now, I know we only have four minutes left on the show. But if you want to call in, join in on the conversation. Give me a call at 516-387-1914. And I apologize for speaking faster, but I want to share some information in regards to how to remove the bitterness from your heart, especially if you're the one that is experiencing this. This is coming from Viral Believer, and they talk about in regards to providing this information. It says there are times in life where we are tempted to be bitter. We learn you can remove the root of bitterness in your life and your walk in joy. Now, in regards to removing this bitterness, it says that Jesus flat out told us that offenses would come. So we know things are going to happen. And that's in Luke 17, chapter 1. There is no way to avoid some things. Yesterday, we talked about transformation, unanticipated, anticipated, you know, these different things. Now, when we start talking about the question is, how do we deal with them and not allow bitterness to basically stand? So they asked some questions based on individual experience because individuals may have um, basically struggled with bitterness in their life, and they found that the bitterness was creeping in. But this is some of the things when we talk about what is bitterness, we talked about it, defined as an unpleasant, angry, hostile, sour, and resentful. When we are offended and refuse to forgive and receive God's comfort, it is just a matter of time until the bitterness sets in. Bitterness, we talked about, is an emotional state where a person is hurting, they're angry, and they want everyone else to feel the pain that they're feeling. And that's deep. You pay for my pain. And it is because of that that they need to make it into their pain that they end up lashing out at everyone else, either passively or aggressively. And like I said, when you mix drugs and alcohol in the mix, it's going to be real toxic. Now, it's like the person who's been hurt to individuals, and the more than likely they were unjustified hurt, but because they've allowed that hurt and pain to illustrate their heart, they lash out at other people, like I said, no matter where they are. We talked about what does the Bible yep. say about it. Hebrews, James, it talks about falling short, grace, the Bible, grace of God, leaves any root of bitterness bringing up cause trouble, and by uh-huh. this may be defiled. Many individuals worry about the outward things, but I want to share some information because, like I said, I only got two minutes left. We talked about some of the symptoms, but you feel that others owe you. Bitterness is the kind of unforgivable. Remember the parable of unforgiving. So even though he had been forgiven a million dollars debt, he could not give a $20 debt. This was because uh-huh. of bitterness. He was angry and consumed with the fact that he was owed something. Now that right there, you want to hold on like somebody owed you something, but yet you ain't forgot the debt that you were forgiven of. Another thing is so? that God has let you down. Since bitterness is tied to unforgiveness, many individuals will start to blame God for everything. They'll blame God, they blame their parents, they blame their siblings, they blame their boss. We blame other individuals for our pain. Now, I know when my shortly going through some things, even myself, people get furious at God. But How's that going to help you being mad at Him? So sometimes you have to deal with it. And how do I overcome the root of bitterness? Learn to accept your trials rather than curse them. That is deep. When you learn to accept some things, some things that you cannot control, some things that are out of your control, when you learn to give it to God and not carry Mm -hmm. that weight, carrying your burden. Because mm-hmm. even though it's easier said than done, but trials are put into our lives to test us, not to punish us. Some individuals say, you know, how you so calm, cool, and collected? Because you've never been through a whole lot. And I'm glad, like the song goes, I look like what I've been through. Because I didn't even <laughs> see it that way. I didn't even know it was a test. I didn't even know <laughs> about all that. So we start talking about and we start seeing things, perceptions of a change. And we have to learn to be quick to forgive, like I said you got to forgive the individual. Also, learn to be transparent with others and ask for help. Sometimes individuals mm-hmm. don't want the help. They want to wallow in what they are experiencing. And James 5, 16 says, Confess <laughs> your trespasses to one another and pray for <laughs> another that you may be healed, the effective firm prayer is the righteousness man avails much. So if you met because you don't have, they say because you have not, because you ask not. Now, we pretty much have ran of time, and you know what, I may have to follow back up on this conversation, because this is so deep, I mean, I didn't even talk about what issues are experiencing in our country, in our, our relationships with other individuals, in our families, in our church, but this bitterness is spreading. It, it, it's about just as bad as what's going on with COVID right about now, but we what's gotta that? do something about this because we gotta we gotta clear our hearts. We gotta learn how to not happiness is a choice, forgiveness is a choice. Holding on to these things, taking it out on other people, it's not gonna get you anywhere. What was your to number, busy before the show?
2: What was that number you you said five zero six? I can't. I, I tried to write it down. I couldn't remember it. You said we we call a different number after this.
0: No, I didn't say we call a different number after this. That's the the number to call in if people want to call in on the show. So the thing is, like I said, if you are holding on to bitterness, unforgiveness, strife, malice, you feel victimized, you feel that someone has hurt you or you're hurting someone else, please try to let some of that stuff go. Work on it so it don't become that cancer and poison and kill you. Because holding no to is not helping you. It's hurting you, and it's hurting others. Like I said, we start talking about the gossip and slandering other people's name and spreading other things. What, how does that make you look?
2: I can help you in so, five minutes.
0: Okay, we ain't Less got five, five minutes, so We don't I have can, five I can minutes. help
2: you one, one minute, one minute. Give me 30 one seconds. Minute. Okay, 30 seconds. All you got to do is when you when when you start thinking about the bad habits, you want to develop some good habits. All you got to do is just tell yourself when you do something during the day, you're going to do something different. One thing you're going to do different every day. You're going to practice it for two weeks, and then you're in the game. So hey, you're not playing games now. You're in the life, and life is good. So go ahead and make yourself feel good and practice.
0: Hmm. Well, I want to also say, and I'm gonna go back to the if you feel somebody owe you something. What you gonna give you? If they owe you, what is the what are you going to reward yourself with? You know, God is a loving, giving, caring God, and um, a lot of times we holding on, waiting to get paid by somebody. Let God be the rewarder. <laughs> you know, when I look at it from that perspective, it's really deep. Hey, Don't wait for me to do what to I tell just told you. Something.
2: You do what I just told you, and you're going to enjoy the benefits of doing something that you weren't doing before. And if you practice mm-hmm. what I said, you're going to become a professional like Way Busy. And you're going to be saying, Way Busy, you are something else. I'm going to go, no, you are. And you're going to go, no, you are. I'm going to say, well, it looks like we both are mm-hmm. one together. So let's go ahead and make this world know what's going on because what's going on between you and I is love, and there's nothing else between us. So let's go ahead and show the world what love looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, yeah. I may have to come back and revisit this topic because, like I said, we are we we got so much going on. We really do. We got individuals that are feeling so much anger. You know, anger is a valid emotion, but let's use anger to motivate us not to hurt another person and not to take it out on individuals because people are not going to feel your pain. And you have to relieve yourself of that pain. So I hope people you found this information helpful. Explore it. Look into yourself. What role are you playing into this? Are you enabling yourself? Are you hurting yourself and want to blame it on other people? So, again, thank you for joining us here at fresh Predicaments Blog Park Radio. Until next week, until Monday, remember, you got this. Bye-bye.